Score Innovation Podcast. Welcome to the Score Innovation Podcast channel. My name is Derek Houseconnect, and I am the Senior Vice President and Natural Catastrophe Manager of the Americas. I am very excited to announce a new podcast that I'll be hosting for SCORE. It will cover many natural catastrophe topics that our industry is currently facing today regarding flood, innovation and modeling, wildfires, North Atlantic hurricane season, climate change, winter storms, and earthquake. There'll be many engaging topics to pique many listeners' interests. It seems that every time a natural catastrophe happens, it is unique and something new is learned from each incident by the insurance industry. By having internal and external experts in some of the episodes, some thought-provoking ideas should take place. Hello, my name is Derek Hausknecht, and I am happy to have everyone join our second episode of the NatCat series. This podcast will cover climate change. Today, I am happy to have two climate change ex- experts on the podcast. Hello, my name is Jakovos Barbadimos. I have a background on meteorology. I started that score 10 years ago. And uh, when I joined, I started in the NatCat team and then I moved to the agriculture team. I guess you're next, Maurizio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending wherever you are when you are listening to this podcast. Um, as I introduce myself, my name is Maurizio Savina. At SCORE, I am head of Qatar R&D. And uh, this is a global function, a part of the pricing and modeling team within SCORE. Uh, this role is very exciting and rewarding. And it is exciting and rewarding because our, our society, our economy is facing uh, very severe challenges at the moment due to climate change, which is the topic of the discussion today. So it's about really, my role is about trying to combine all of these and making sure that we have a resilient understanding of risk. Well, thank you, Maurizio. I guess today's discussion will talk about modeling climate change and the impact on the insurance industry. Uh, I guess we're going to start off and then we'll start off with Maurizio. Uh, let's set the stage. Um, what makes you happy about what your current job is? Thank you, Derek. That is, a, is a, of course, a very fantastic question for the opening. Well, there are many things that make me happy, uh, but thinking about my role, what makes me happy is really I have a big role in, in, in ensuring that uh, SCORE and as a consequence, the client of SCORE are resilient. And uh, often I give lecture at the university and, and uh, I have a, a quick pitch uh, there for students, which I'm, I, I would like to repeat here in case there are uh, listeners that are not familiar with our industry. And I will start with the role of insurance. You know, our well-being, our, uh, the progress that we are experiencing is uh, enabled by insurance. Without insurance, uh, entrepreneurs, companies will take much less risk on. And as a consequence, the evolution, the, 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 the development of our economy will be, will be much slower. Now, if we understand the role of insurance, I would like to add something about speci- more specific to the role of reinsurance. The role of reinsurance really is about being able to diversify the risk across geographies, which is very relevant for NatCat, but also across line of business, BNC and life, for instance, and across Paris, imagine NatCat risk, cyber, pandemic, and so on. And by diversifying the risk at the global level, we make the risk more manageable because the risk becomes lower and is also more cost-effective, so to say. So really, 
reinsurance or as score like the rest of their insurance uh, companies out there are really playing a major role for the resilience of our society and our economy. Uh, thank you, Maurizio. I guess Jakobos, the same question to you, please. I Yes, I do risk modeling for agriculture insurance. One thing I like is the interdisciplinarity. So we combine agronomy, climatology, actuarial science and IT to understand and quantify risk. So it never gets boring, I would say. And uh, I also like the, the purpose of this job. We offer insurance for the agricultural line of business in many countries around the world. And uh, I enjoy contributing to services that help provide a safety net to farmers who are uh, very vulnerable to weather and climate. And in addition to farmers, we of course help governments um, maintain budget discipline. Thank you for that. Uh, Maurizio, I got a, question, a quick question for you. Um, can you please give us a quick overview of climate change and why we are concerned over increased carbon dioxide levels? Well, there is no doubt that the increasing global temperatures that we are experiencing now, and by the way, now we are at 1.2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, this increase is connected with the anthropogenic activities and to the emission of CO2 in the atmosphere. And this is leading to a change in the level of physical risks that our properties, our infrastructures are experiencing. And there are two types of risks that are related to climate change, two types of physical risks. There are chronic risks and acute risks. Chronic risk meaning is uh, risks that are connected to persisting unfavorable conditions like water scarcity, like heat waves, drought, and so on. Acute risks are more related to per-event occurrence, a large tropical cyclone, a large flood, a large wildfire. And in, in the context of today, we are going to focus more on the acute risk. Now, to, to give you an example about the impact of global warming on, on, on some of the peri-regions that are most material to our industry, and let's take, for instance, a U.S. tropical cyclone risk. Well, U.S. tropical cyclone risk is impacted by climate change under different dimensions. First is because, because of global warming, we see sea level is increasing, and sea level rise is causing an increase in coastal flooding or storm surge. The second dimension is that uh, hurricanes or tropical cyclones more in general are becoming wetter. There is a clear relationship there. Higher atmospheric temperatures can hold more water, and as a consequence, we expect more, an increase in peak rainfall. About 7% more peak rainfall per each Celsius degree increase in global temperatures. As a consequence, in the future, we should expect more wet hurricanes like Harvey in 2017, like Ida in 2021. But then when we are looking at the loss-making process of a hurricane, so a tropical cyclone, is the big driver is still wind. And when it comes to wind, we observe that an increase in temperature means also a more rapid intensification of a severe tropical cyclones. So in the future, we should expect more Cat 3, 4, and 5 events than what we experienced in the past. And to give you uh, an interesting anecdote here, there is a, a group of researcher, researchers in Florida, which, by the way, SCORE has been sponsoring in the past years, that are working on building a wall of wind to test the impact of CAT-6 events on infrastructures and properties. 
And for who is familiar with topical cyclones, CAT6 doesn't exist today. The Saphir-Simpson intensity scale is stopping at CAT5, but we predict, or the, the scientific community predicts, that CAT6 may occur in the future. And as a consequence, we need to start understanding what could be the consequence of CAT6 on infrastructures and properties in order to have a better design code such to limit the risk from the vulnerability standpoint. And only by adapting our infrastructures, our properties, can help to reduce the risk such that then can still be insurable. So physical protection, physical resilience, and financial resilience really needs to go together. And in this regard, SCORE is quite active in also sponsoring research in academia to allow this combination of physical and financial resilience for the future. Thank you very much, Maurizio, for that. I would actually like to expand on that a little bit more with Jakobos. Um, Jakobos, could you help us understand the significance of climate change for agriculture and why increasing temperatures are a problem? Yes, I will begin by saying that agriculture is one of the most vulnerable economic activities to climate change. And uh, it's a good thing you asked about temperature because temperature uh, has a, a large impact of agriculture. The, the way this impact works is that if there are higher temperatures, plants um, grow faster. So higher temperatures accelerate plant development. And when this happens, there is less time for growth. And at the end of the growing season, there is less yield. But climate change is not only about temperature. I would say that um, all atmospheric variables are affected by climate change. I will mention again precipitation that uh, Maurizio already touched upon. We do not uh, expect necessarily more drought for most places around the world. I would say for, for most places um, there might be even more precipitation than today, but for many places we do expect more erratic precipitation. What this means is that during the growing season, there will be fewer days with precipitation and more days without precipitation. So it's like you will have a dry period and then suddenly a lot of rain. And this is also not good for plant development and it is not good for uh, crop yields in the end. I would also like to mention one more variable, which is not um, a meteorological variable per se, but it is important. It is CO2 concentration, so carbon dioxide concentrations. The, the main driver of uh, climate change at the moment is increased greenhouse gas concentrations, and the most abundant greenhouse gas is carbon dioxide. Now, carbon dioxide uh, can have a positive impact on crop yields. Not for all crops and not for all conditions, uh, but for example, for uh, wheat, rice, for soy, we expect to see a benefit due to higher uh, carbon dioxide concentrations, while for uh, maize and sorghum, for example, not so much. Now, the impact um, of climate change on yields, in the end, it varies across crops and geographies. In some cases, especially in colder climates, there will be a benefit. So we expect 
better uh, yield production, greater yield production in uh, the US, in Europe, in China. Uh, maize, on the other hand, will be adversely affected because it benefits less from CO2 fertilization and uh, it often grows in already warm climates. So areas that will be affected negatively are North America, West Africa, Central Asia, China. Thank you very much, Jacobos, for that. It's very enlightening. Uh, I guess I have another question from Maurizio. Let's change the topic a little bit. Uh, what is SCORE doing to take climate change into consideration for modeling and pricing? Thanks, Maurizio. Well, let me say that, first of all, SCORE has always been active in uh, making sure that our pricing and accumulation of risk uh, is really up to date with the current climate or with the climate where we are at any point in time. But now, since a couple of years, we are also formulating forward-looking risk view to really understand what could be the impact of climate change on the next five to 10 years. So to give you an example, let's imagine we draw a line, an horizontal line that goes from the left to the right. And we put ourselves in the middle, which is now 2022. Now, if you are looking at the left-hand side of this line, which is representing the past, what we are doing is trying to make best use of all the data that we have representing the past when it comes to observations, rainfall, temperature, soil moisture, all the conditions that we know about the past, and of course, loss experience from the past. And out of this experience, we try to detect what are clear signal out of the large noise that, of course, is, is impacting those, those data. And by being able to understand the signals and the trends, we can make sure that today we have a risk view that is representing current climate. And our technical risk view is built on top of normally is built on top of a CAT model, which could be a vendor model or could be a model built internally by, by us a score. And we are adjusting the physical parameters of those models or the, the, the losses uh, coming, loss distribution coming out of those models in order to, refer, to reflect the current climate. Now, if you are looking at the right, right hand side of this line, so we are looking at the future, um, what we are doing is making use of uh, climate change modeling pretty much to understand what could be the impact on uh, physical risk due to climate change for the next five to 10 years. And uh, when it comes to modeling the future, um, we established a climate change assessment framework, which is based on five fundamental steps. Now, of course, I would like to give you an overview about those five steps. So the first step is about making a scientific review to quantify what are the, 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 the strength of the signal characterizing the impact of climate change on any given period around the world. The second step is about designing the probabilistic scenario that is reflecting the signal that which we isolated in the first step. And uh, in for this second step, we are referring to, for instance, represent, representative concentration pathways, which are giving what uh, is a, the expected change in temperature for the next five to 10 years. Then the first step is really about implementing the scenarios, and this could be could be done via a couple of different approaches uh, where we can we can change the physical parameters of our cut models, like for instance changing the the level of the sea, or another approach could be simply by modifying the loss distribution that we are obtaining from the cut models, which is basically changing the frequency of the severity of the losses from those distributions. Then. 
The fourth step, the second last step, is about once we are happy, once we do enough sensitivity analysis, once we are happy about the results, is about making use of the results internally. And the use really is, is happening across the organization, is about defining what is our appetite of risk for a given regions, which could, could increase, could decrease, depending on the climate change that we are seeing. Is about having engagement with the regulators, is about engaging with the standard, <clears throat> It is about engaging also with the rating agencies and uh, it is about engaging with our clients because again our resilience is also the resilience of our clients so we need to be resilient altogether. and then the final step the fifth step is really starting from the beginning as soon as there are more indications from from research that are indicating that there is better understanding of a given phenomena then is about reassessing what could be the impact of climate change based on the latest evidence from from academia Thank you very much, Maurizio, for that. Uh, actually, I want to ask Jacobos a kind of a continuation of that. What do you think will, what do you think the impact for insurers will be uh, based upon climate change, and when do you think they will happen? Yes, thank you, Derek. That's not an easy question. As they say, it's difficult to make predictions, especially about the future. I, try, I tried to get a good one there. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I will begin by saying something about the past. Um, so far, it has been possible for farmers and insurance to adapt to climate change. In India, for example, between 1950s and 2000, rice production has increased by a factor of four and wheat production has increased by a factor of 11. So these are pretty impressive achievements. Now, what will happen in the future? It will depend on one hand on what will happen with climate change and on the other hand, what will happen with technological improvements, farming, farming management improvements and improvements in public infrastructure. And for climate change, we can say that it will persist. So there will be pressure from climate change, which will be increasing. Now, regarding technological innovation and um, public infrastructure, it's more difficult to say if uh, it will be possible to keep up and to what extent. For extreme events, it is more difficult to take measures. It is more difficult to tackle them with um, uh, a new technology or a public infrastructure because first it is more difficult to anticipate changes in extreme events by definition you have only seen a few extreme events if any so detecting changes in these events is more difficult but even if you see it coming it is more difficult to take measures so this is a challenge related to extreme events. We did a study here at SCORE to quantify the impact of climate change for the India and Brazil agriculture markets. And we expect a small negative impact of climate change, both in terms of average loss and volatility in the next few years. 
we see that the probability of severe drought has increased over the last century in uh, India. We had three drought events in the last couple of decades. Now, when will these changes happen? I would say some changes are happening already. So, for example, for corn, in some regions like Central Asia, Middle East, Southern Europe, um, there is already emergence of a signal, meaning we already see de decreased lower yields. And on a global level, as of next decade, uh, there will also be a signal for corn. So we already see a signal for some regions, and as of next decade, uh, we will be able to discern changes on a global level. So overall for agriculture, I would say that the impact of climate change so far has been small due to adaptation, but it is increasing. Thank you, Jakobos. Thank you, Maurizio. This has been very enlightening, and I hope people will stay tuned for our next podcast. I'll be coming through shortly. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the Score Innovation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other audio platforms, and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of SCORE Innovation Podcast.